Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, episode number 26. So for all of you that's been with me for a while, you know that my husband and I, we are currently living van life. We've been traveling around the U.S. in a van, and we have been in California for a decent amount of time at this point, and we are heading back to Utah next week because our house is moving ready within a month. So we're going to see a lot of national parks on the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so I thought, what do I want to share as the last episode from California? And something that I have been reading a lot about recently, and I've been uh, publishing a little bit on Let's Train Your Brain on Instagram has been about hard truths. Because sometimes we don't really want to face them. (laughs) Sometimes we are not aware of them. But I do think it's so important to to be aware of them and to take the time to think about hard questions and how you can kind of not necessarily just implement them into your life, but also like asking yourself the questions and seeing how it affects your life. So all that to say, today I I will be sharing 10 hard truths that you should be aware of. So I want to start with, it's number one, it's your thoughts that create your feelings. And that means you have to take 100% ownership over your life and the thoughts that you allow into your life. And that's, that's, that's kind of hard. <laughs> and um, I think, at least for me, like, I think that's, that's a lot to take in. And I think the word responsibility, at least for me, sometimes I like it, but a lot of the time I don't like it. Um, so I want you to stop blaming others and things out of your control when in reality, usually we're the ones to blame for our thoughts that create our feelings. And if you feel a certain way and you don't like it, then ask yourself instead, what can you do about it? So let's say it's your sibling or your significant other, maybe a friend of yours have said something and you felt really, really hurt. So the feeling of hurt, you know, that comes because someone said something to you, right? But you are thinking about this and feeling this. So instead of just kind of feeling shitty, feeling sad, feeling... Uh, disappointed take more ownership and ask yourself what can you do about it most likely like always you can put down boundaries and tell your friend or whoever this was that this is not okay or these are my these are my rules in life or boundaries in life and um, just do something about it and this is really hard to hear because that means there's a lot of situations we have to take responsibility 
responsibility for. That's job related, loss of friendship, not reaching our own goals. And for me, especially because I'm building a new business and I have some results, but I'm not even close to where I want to go. Um, that's that's on me. It really is. I could say, oh, you know, I've been living in a van for close to a year at this point. That's not always easy, yada, yada. And that's still valid, but it's still up to me. It's myself that are choosing to do this, that are taking the action that I'm taking. Uh, and that's, that's pretty rough. That's sometimes to think of, because on the other hand, I can think of, dang, if I would have taken or done this situation differently, maybe I would have been, you know, like up here when I'm, I feel like I'm down here. So that's number one, taking 100% ownership over your life and the thoughts that we allow. I want to add another thing. Because I think number one can be hard to swallow. This also brings us to a position where we have the power over life. That means that we can change the outcome from now on. Do you want to start a new routine? Well, guess what? You can. But here's the thing. There's a cost to it. You want to change something? There's a cost to it. It is so much easier to be lazy and not do anything than to make a change in our lives. Do you want a promotion, but you didn't get it? That's also your fault to an extent, right? Because there can be other reasonings, but it just kind of shows that it boils back to you're responsible for your life. So I, I think at this point, you, you kind of get a sense of where I'm getting. So it is hard to hear, but it's also awesome because it brings endless possibilities to what is possible in our life. Number two, everyone won't like you. I remember in my early dating years, and I guess even further back in my life, childhood rather, I desperately wanted to know that I was wanted and accepted because when I was very young, I experienced not being accepted. And if I can make everyone like me, I felt good enough when everyone liked me. So this made me laser focus on what to do to be liked and accepted instead of figuring out what I wanted myself instead. I think it's kind of wild, don't you think? In life in general, like all we want is to be loved and it goes so deep within us that sometimes that's all we focus on at least when we were younger. I'm sure you can relate to an experience where you wanted someone to like and accept you. Maybe you even changed a bit of how you portrayed yourself. I know that I've done that. Being our authentic self isn't for everyone, and it shouldn't be. You and I are probably most likely a little bit different, and that's a good thing. But that's when you get older and you see that some people you click with better than others, and that's a good thing, because it means that we find people that are like-minded, that just fits well into our life. Being our authentic self isn't for everyone. You will attract what you put out in the world, which means, you know, luckily, we'll be surrounded by like-minded people. And guess what? Those are the very best to hang out with and go deeper with. 
At least that's what I think. You might think that, you know, being more blunt or rather more selective in who you choose to spend time with will make you also lose some. But I think it's kind of, in life, you have to decide what you want. And when you decide something, you lose something else. That's just kind of how it is. If you uh, buy a new car, you have, you know, very likely you have to sell the other car. So you're losing something, but you're gaining something that's more of value to you. And I really think that's what life is a lot about. You know, like you, you win some, you lose some, but if you make the right decisions for yourself, you, you will gain something better. So that's number two. Everyone won't like you. Number three. It is not someone else's job to make you happy. Not your friend, not your partner, not your parents, no one <laughs> but yours alone. Of course, we can get emotional support from our loved ones, but... So for me, it is not my husband's job to make sure that I'm happy. And this goes back to being responsible, that we're responsible for our own lives. I am in charge of my own happiness. Of course, my husband can try to help me if I'm feeling low. You know, he can ask, is there anything I can do to help how can I hold space for you but it's not his job and I think sometimes and this is sometimes I can catch myself in thinking he should know how I'm feeling he should make me feel like this and that but no that is my own responsibility my husband is not responsible for my emotions neither are my friends or my parents that was number three that's still our job Number four, growth isn't this exciting thing. It is uncomfortable. And most likely, if you're like me, you'll feel a shit ton of resistance. So something I've done recently, I've started taking cold showers. Not for long, because I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, but after, I think it's been two weeks now, I feel better. It's not that hard anymore. But I hate it. The same way I hated it the first time, I still hate it when I do it, but now I know that it's not as awful as it was in the beginning because I've kind of grown into it. And that's the thing with growth. I think often, you know, like I love personal development. I love psychology. I love helping people. I love therapy, all that kind of good stuff. But what it's about, it's growth, right? We are focusing on the mindset, especially on this, this podcast. And it can sound like this fancy, amazing cool, exciting thing. And I mean, it is, it really is, but not the growth part. The, uh, the, um, the outcome rather, that's exciting. So after the growth is done and when you see the progress, that is exciting. But honestly, growth requires a lot of delayed gratification, sacrifice and willpower. And it has a lot to do with discipline and to do things when you don't want to do them. I read this quote once, or maybe it was, I think it was Jay Shetty. He said one of the greatest things or greatest, not traits, but uh, skills you can have is to do things you don't want to do. Because if you're able to do that, you will go very far in life. Just think about it. Most of the days, like people don't want to go to work. People don't want to work out, people don't want to eat healthy, like all the things that are good for us, 
doesn't mean we really feel like doing them. <laughs> That's growth. Having discipline. Delay gratification, sacrifice, willpower. And it's still exciting, but it's, it's different because it takes time. You know when you feel like doing something fun and you just want to do it right now and you go look for it? That's not growth. Growth is this slow thing that takes time. And I think in a, in a world, where, world where our attention span is like half a second, I think that's really hard. I think it's really hard, at least for me. I lose my attention really fast and I love when change happens quickly. And, you know, so next week I'm going to the hairdresser and I, I don't really like to go to the hairdresser, but I love the results because it's a before after and it's so quick, a couple hours. But growth in itself isn't like that. It's uncomfortable. Very often it sucks, but the result is amazing. That's number four. Number five, people look at you differently and not everyone will like you. And please hear me out on this. It's not your job to make sure people look at you like this or that way. So try not to be separate versions of yourself. And I'm not talking about like extreme <laughs> uh, extremes here, but how we kind of at least, you know, I can relate to this. I'll just give you an example. You know, how we kind of, oh, when I'm with these, I'm a little more like that. And when I'm with those, I'm a little more like that. Um, just be ourselves. I think it's easy, especially for me growing up with uh, going to church and you have to be this. You don't have to. But it's kind of you have to be nice and you uh, don't swear and all these things. and Which is fine. I mean each their own but I think there's something about just being our authentic self and I at least for me that's what I love when I meet people that are just who they are doesn't mean I have to connect well with them but I just appreciate people being genuine and honest and real because <laughs> um, the thing is people will look at you differently one person will look at you this way another person will look at you that way and the thing is we cannot control it we really can't so Whoever is, you know, whoever you work with, they will look at you differently the same way you will look at them differently. Talking about all your coworkers here. And I think we just kind of have to come to terms that we're not in control of that. We really are not in control of anything else than ourselves. That's a hard truth as well. That could have been another hard truth, but it kind of goes into how um, number five, how people look at you differently and you have to accept it. Um, and the thing is, you know, your, your true friends will love you for, for who you are. Uh, and if anyone has a version of you in their mind that you're stupid or weird or whatever, then, you know, like let them spend their time judging and spend your time in a more positive way. That's really how I would look at it. And I know that's easy to say and harder to do, um, but I think, and again, this, maybe it's just age, you know, you get older, you learn more, but it really, if you think of it, if you think of your life, 100 years, 120, I don't know how old you want to be. How stupid isn't it of us to spend half of it worrying about what others think of us? 
isn't that so silly? Because who really cares regardless? Like, if someone don't like you or if someone doesn't like me, so what? I mean, some people are not going to like us regardless if we're nice to them. And that's just kind of how the world is sometimes, unfortunately. Um, all that to say, we can't, ex we can't, uh, you know, decide how people are going to look at us. That's not up to us. Just be who you are and I'll be who I am and that's good enough. That was number five. Number six. Your superpower is your curiosity. When you feel sad, angry, or any other emotion, ask yourself why you're feeling this way. Be curious about it. It really is a game changer, at least for me. And um, not just for my own emotions, but for life in general. Look at the children. Their curiosity is really what brings them upwards in life. It was, it's what makes them crawl it's what make them walk it's what make them talk and you know they ask all these questions and it really is a superpower so if we're able to implement curiosity more into our life sometimes when we're feeling low and instead of just thinking oh i just feel so sad right now and we actually ask ourselves why am i feeling sad it just changes the whole perspective of the situation. And then you might think, oh, I'm feeling sad because of my husband didn't do the dishes. <laughs> An example. And then you know, and then you can talk about it instead of just feeling sad to feel sad. But it's more uh, progressive in a sense. Um, be like kids, really. <laughs> That's number six. Number seven. If you're always seeking the next exciting thing, you will be a slave forever. I remember this when I was 21, I think. I went on a backpacking trip throughout the world with two friends. And I remember I was working at this grocery store and I was thinking, oh my goodness, my, like, what is the meaning with life if I'm going to um, travel the world? And then, then what after? Like, that's going to be the highlight of my life course my perspective changed but the thing is it really is like being a slave if we're always you know like looking for the next exciting thing on the other hand if we're able to find joy and excitement in the small things that are not necessarily giving us the best best and the biggest adrenaline and dopamine highs we'll be more fulfilled on a daily basis if you think about it, there's a reason that adrenaline junkies are called adrenaline junkies. They have to kind of keep on searching for that excitement, right? And I think I mentioned it early on in the, my podcast uh, that there was this skier in Norway and he was, I think it was the best in the world. And once he retired, you know, like he ended into drugs and alcohol because he was con continuing to like seek that excitement that he got when he was skiing. Uh, but he couldn't find it anywhere else at that point, at least. So he ended up in rehab and had to, you know, work on himself and really find joy in the little things. Um, so that's number seven. Don't be a slave to excitement. Because the thing is also, the more you're seeking it, the more you want it. And if you can be grateful for the small things, 
on average, your days will just be much better. Uh, on a side note here, I've been working with people with dementia for 10 years before I moved to the U.S. And uh, goodness, they're so great. Um, but it was so interesting to see those that were able to be grateful for the small things, how their life was so different than those that were complaining all day. Didn't mean that those that um, were grateful didn't, you know, have struggles and issues and some were depressed, but they were still able to just grasp, I don't know, the little joy in the little things. Yeah. So that is number seven. Number eight is be in the now. Most of us are either in the past or in the future most of the time. That's the hard truth. And because of that, we miss the right here and now and what life truly is, which is the present. And really think about it. If in life, are you focused on the weekend, the vacation, and the next? Or are you fully able to be present and in the moment? I'm not saying it's just either or here. I think it can be both. But kind of just bringing into this perspective to... Um, uh, so you're able to reflect on it. And I have had so much to learn here. And I was always looking for the, the next fun thing and really struggled being present. And I will say, if you want to be more present, this is more of an ex <laughs> expensive uh, tip. But uh, get a dog. Because dogs are just so fun. We have two at this point. And um, every day... I take them out for walks and they just go and sniff around and they get excited from nothing. <laughs> and uh, I just love being with them. I'm not, you know, listening to a podcast. I'm honestly just hanging out with them and it's amazing. I really like it. Um, so be in the now. That's number eight. Number nine. It is super, super easy to get stuck. And annoyingly hard to get unstuck. And why is that? If you think about it, being lazy, being in our comfort zone, and not seeking challenges and growth is easy peasy. It's kind of similar to, to what I said earlier um, about growth, right? We're familiar with the pain of being stuck. And most likely, we already have our coping strategies uh, at work to help us short term. Uh, that can be binge watching Netflix. I feel like I bring this up often because that's something that I can do as a coping mechanism. Um, but although we're familiar with the pain, does that mean that it's better to be in the pain than not? You know, that's where a delayed gratification comes in um, to actually work on it and um, kind of receive the price of growth later on. Also, when we're stuck, we're often more vulnerable and we struggle more to believe in ourselves as, as well as finding inner strength to change our current situation. And um, it really is uncomfortable. And taking that leap of faith and commitment to try to get unstuck because, I don't know, there's this term in our region. It's called Jojo dieting. <laughs> I don't know if that's an English term, but what it means is that you meet these people and they're always on a diet and they tried everything and then they lose 10 pounds and then they gain 20 pounds and 
they just have tried so many times and that can be really vulnerable when you've tried something and you um you got to your goal and then you kind of fall back again and uh it really you know like it takes away some of our that inner strength we're feeling i guess so all I have to say, it's super easy to get stuck and annoyingly hard to get unstuck because you have to continuously work on yourself. Um, but just think of it. Do you want to stay in the pain that you already knows what it feels like? Um, and, you know, ha use your coping strategies that helps you short term? Or do you think it's better for you to really, you know, dig, dig hard or... <laughs> Dig, uh, what's the word? Um, dig, I don't know. Like, you really have to, uh, you know, put in your strength to, to make a change in your life than whatever issue or obstacle you have. Uh, and that's uncomfortable, but it will be better long term. And so, isn't that better to do something now that's going to help you in the future than vice versa? At least I think so. Um, number 10. And I'm not going to end on a negative note here today, and it can sound kind of negative, but it's not. Um, you will die one day. And uh, you really are not going to care in your deathbed on how many likes you have, how much money you made, how many NFTs you invested in. I mean, all those things are great. But I encourage you today to write down what really, truly matters in your life. And ask yourself if what you really value if that shows in your everyday life. If what you care for is helping people, then are you doing that right now? Or are you saying, oh, I will sometime in the future? Because you don't know what the future brings. So pretty much what I'm trying to say for number 10 is to see if your values align with your actions. Are you more focused on likes than your biggest passion? Maybe you should do something about it. Because we don't know how long we have on this earth. And it's much more exciting to live a purposeful life. So, all that to say, I have gone through 10 different hard truths today. It's been exciting. It's been hard. And uh, it's definitely an episode for myself as well. Um... I definitely have a lot of stuff I want to grow on, and that's that's fine, one step at a time. And I think often when we talk about growth, we think of it as something that's it feels so huge or it feels uncomfortable because it sounds very serious and we want all these things, but instead of focusing on a step-by-step -step process, we just look at the what we want, and that feels like it's so far from where we're at. Um, all that to say, I really hope that these truths can be a positive fuel. It's not like a like a sad or a you know like feel bad about yourself thing um, after hearing what I said. But I really just want us to take ownerships over our life, and I want us to pay attention to our life to see if what we do is what we actually want to do. And if what we're doing, if that's taking us to where we want to go, as well as being present in the moment. <laughs> that was one of them, right? Um, so I think with that, 
that's all I have for you today. Um, I am so, so thankful that you are with me here today. And if you want to share this podcast with a friend, I love for you to do that. Um, like I said before, I don't really care to just sit here and talk to myself. <laughs> I really want this to be of encouragement to the people out there in the world. And it's been so cool to see how many countries this podcast have been in. It blows my mind. Um, but really, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, giving me your time today. If you're walking or um, you know, sitting inside, whatever you're doing, I really hope that this can just be a positive fuel for you today. And all that to say, I want to just end by saying life is hard and it's probably always going to be hard, but I want you to start with knowing that you're good enough from the get-go. You don't have to do all these things to be good enough. You are already good enough. Uh, but then we can work on ourselves. But that doesn't define your or my value. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next week.